It's 848 Atlanta's Morning News now continues. Natalie Allison joins me. She is Politico's national politics reporter off shortly to cover the Iowa caucus, which is January 15th. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me. So I think the best thing to help us know what to listen for in the days ahead is to ask you, what are the first things you want to find out when you hit the ground there in Iowa shortly? Who are you wanting to hear from? What are you wanting to know? I'm certainly wanting to get a sense of just how locked in people are or aren't there. You know, for months and months, we've been hearing from the Republican candidates and their campaigns who have been trying to overtake Donald Trump um, that even Trump supporters are still open. It's Iowa. Their minds are open. Anybody could could find success in the state by by hitting the ground like we have for months and months. And that's been the argument that they've made. They have discounted polls, polls after poll after poll that have shown Trump up by more than 30 points in many cases, um, and have insisted that the uniqueness of the caucus turnout, that it's only one night, it's a very specific time, you have to show up at a very specific location, you really have to feel like you're a part of the, the party there, um, that that will impact who turns out. And, and, and they, they argue that, you know, the Trump supporters, people who are answering these polls saying that they support him, um, may not do that. But the Trump campaign, for what it's worth, does not seem to have taken Iowa for granted. Trump himself is going to be showing up in the state several times before the caucuses. Um, His team has really been touting um, their efforts to mobilize volunteers to go door to door to find 10 more people to show up to the caucus. And so I'm really I'm really interested to see what it's like on the ground. Um, If if the months and months and months of door knocking and, and phone calls that that groups like the pro-DeSantis never back down have yeah. done, um, if it seems to have really had an impact in in convincing people to go out there on that cold January 15th night. So following up what you just said here, not to poo-poo at all, Trump's huge lead because it's nationwide as well. It is important to note, though, as you suggested, that Iowa is just as often an outlier as it is a bellwether. Yeah, that, that's right. And, you know, the recent um, caucuses and, and past presidential cycles um, the not too distant past have have shown us that you can you can sort of have this Iowa fairy tale where where maybe you didn't spend the most money or you you weren't always pulling the highest and and you pull off a win but that does not mean you go on to win New Hampshire and that does not mean you go on to win the nomination that was certainly the case for Donald Trump um, Ted Cruz won the last Republican caucus in Iowa in 2016 and of course did not go on to to be on the ballot that November and so um, you know that that's also an excuse if you will that some of the other candidates are using well maybe Trump will win, win Iowa but someone like Nikki Haley is going to say um, New Hampshire is still in play and therefore South Carolina and, and all the Super Tuesday states to follow. And so very quickly if we cut to the chase are you going to end up more or less covering a race for second place in a couple of weeks you think? That's right. Yeah, that that has certainly been the case for much of this primary. Iowa is no exception. We would all be stunned. Um, it would be the surprise of the century in politics if anyone besides Donald Trump wins this caucus in Iowa. <laughs> all right. Natalie Allison of Political, thank you so much for your time this morning and bundle up, I guess. Thank you. For sure.